Hola and hello friends. Welcome to the Medicine, Marriage and Money podcast, the only podcast for dual physician couples who want to achieve marital interdependence and financial freedom together. In this podcast, you will learn how to show up as the best version of yourself so that you can love intentionally and build a stronger and more financially savvy relationship with your spouse. And I am your host, a physician mom, a doctor's wife, and a life coach, Dr. Kate Mangona. Welcome and bienvenidos. So before we begin the marital interdependence mashup, where I ask each of my brilliant guests their insights as to what makes a successful marriage, I want to briefly tell you about my why. Why am I here today? Why am I opening up my heart and sharing my thoughts with you? Well, I'm a physician, married to a physician, and continuously working towards marital interdependence and seriously hustling towards financial freedom. Shortly after COVID began, I realized that despite six years of marriage, five years as an attending, and less than one year away from being financially independent, I still had a lifetime more to learn. And with the new life circumstances that COVID brought to town, a whole new level of anxiety arose as our mortality became more tangible. COVID was on our mind 24 seven, and we were more serious. This was a shock and a huge change for us as I'm sure it was for many of you listening. COVID led to drastic life changes for all of us. March and April crept by and tensions got worse. Was there too much PPE? Did we have not enough PPE? Should we keep the home, this kids home from school and for how long? Should we allow our au pair to see their friends? Should we go see ours? We wear masks in the house, all these questions. And I began to realize I needed to reach out for help, which is not an easy thing to do as an independent, stubborn, feminist female physician. I started seeing life coaches in my Facebook circles talking about free sessions on COVID and then eventually race. And I didn't really think that any of those coaching sessions would apply to me. However, I did have a few friends who had always been raving fans of coaching like Bonnie Koo, Peter Kim, Lithi and Kenji, but I never had really checked it out for myself until Dr. Ali Novitsky, who you'll hear later on this podcast, opened her membership up to newbies in the month of May and for free. And I figured, why the heck not? It's free. And that, my friends, opened my life to a whole new level of realization I cannot even begin to describe. I started seeing things and circumstances in entirely new light. Things became lighter and more fun again. After joining Allie's group in May, I then enrolled myself in the Wealthy Mom MD course in June, and then almost by accident in the Empowering Women Physicians course in July with Sunny Smith and Hella. I began working daily on myself and my thoughts and opening myself up to a community of growth and abundance, which has ultimately allowed me to intentionally exist with more space for love in my marriage and honestly in every relationship that I have in my life. And now it has become my calling to share all of I have learned with you. And to go, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm a super positive, happy, bubbly person outside of this. But I just, I've never really thought about my thoughts and feelings the way that I did during COVID and then 
after joining all of these physician groups. So yes, now it has become my calling to share all I have learned with you. This is why we became physicians, right? To help people. This is probably why you became a physician too. And since I've been in this space, this medical field space since 2003, oh my God, is that 17 years? Yeah, I guess so. I started medical school 17 years ago. Well, since then, I have learned about the burden we place on doctors in today's healthcare. And it's so great that it's sometimes unsurvivable. Doctors throughout the nation are suffering from burnout, decision fatigue, failed relationships at work, and at home. And why is this? Why do we, the healers, not take care of ourselves in the process of healing others? I believe this is because as physicians, we give and we give and we give. And that's what we're trained to do. We don't stop to smell the flowers, to listen to the sounds of nature, to watch the rainbow, let alone go potty, exercise, rest our minds. <laughs> we push ourselves until there's nothing left to give. And in doing so, our families, spouses, and sometimes even our children are given the back seat. If you're a physician mom or a physician dad listening, you probably know what I'm talking about. You probably give most of the hours of your day to your patients and then whatever's left to your children. Maybe a few minutes to your spouse. And then often you save no space for yourself to heal yourself. And if this is happening, if you save no space for yourself, if you cannot fill your cup with happiness, how can you exist in a relationship for your partner? How can you continue to be happy together? How can you continue to love them if you can't love yourself? So now I invite you to come with me as we listen to these dynamite golden discussions with several well-known and well-respected physicians in our community as they open up this space with what is marital interdependence. Hello friends, my hubby Victor is here with me today. Welcome, Victor. Thank you for inviting me into your home. <laughs> As we introduce you guys to our guests on today's episode of Medicine, Marriage, and Money, we have bonded with and loved this couple since we first connected at a physician meetup a little over a year ago. Please welcome Drs. Letizia Alto and Kenji Asakura. Leti is a board-certified family medicine physician and currently splits her time between the hospital and running a real estate empire with her husband, Kenji, who is a board-certified internal medicine physician and has been a serial entrepreneur almost his entire life. On top of this, they have three beautifully strong children and travel the world together. Thank you. Wow, Thank you guys thanks for, for having being us here. Very early podcast, but very <laughs> professional already. I'm impressed. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh, that means so much coming from you guys. I mean, seriously, you're like the king and queen. Okay, so let's get to it. This is my first inaugural launch guest question. What is your definition of marital interdependence and what does it take to achieve it and maintain it? In other words, what makes a successful marriage and how does it last? Yeah, so Kenji and I actually 
talked about interdependence, but I think it's from Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, right? So we talked about it years ago, even. Um, and I really like that term because it's not independence where you're completely separate, but it's not codependence, right? Where you're dependent on each other for everything. So for me, interdependence means that you're really, really connected and you support each other, but you don't have to have each other in order to be a person. You still have your individuality as an as a person and right. who you show up as, as in the world, but that other person is there with you, making you stronger and a better version of yourself. I agree. I mean, I think uh, we were talking about this yesterday, uh, and it's a work in progress. Um, but you know, we all have uh, manuals for each other, or how, or expectations of how the other person should be, mm-hmm. be love or children or business, and we have these expectations of each other. But I think putting aside those expectations, Tony Robbins always say trade. Um, you know, expectation for appreciation. Mm, appreciation. Mm, that's good. You know, kind of moving into appreciation and kind of respecting kind of the other person's individuality. I think that this really played out in our business. It's played out in other parts of our lives, but especially in our business where there was a point where we decided that Letizia would be the in charge of our blog and our course. And then I would be in charge of the real estate. So she's the CEO of, mm-hmm. you know, that business. I was the CEO of, of the real estate business. And so I think that separation, that respect that the other person can take charge and, and really kind of grow. I think that that, that trigger was almost, uh, I think, it was, at least from my perspective, I think it was kind of important for you to kind of say, well, this is, this is, this is my ship. I got a captain it. So I think that was a really big and important change. Yeah, I think that's a good example of interdependence, right? It's it's we're both individuals, we both lead different companies, but yet we're so involved in each other's companies. I mean, we have meetings every week to talk about our real estate, and then of of course we're working on our blog together all the time and the content we both produce together, but at the same time we respect each other's individuals and and decision making. It, you know, comes down ultimately to whoever's the CEO. Okay, and that's what makes your marriage successful and and last. Right? Okay, that's beautiful. We are here with Dr. Arial Michelle, a palliative care physician and blogger who recently launched her podcast, Write Your Last Chapter, and has a growing and respected following in her Facebook group, Physicians Living Intentionally. She is a loving wife to a radiation oncologist and strong mother to two brave teenage girls, and is joining us today from Honolulu, Hawaii. I am so excited to have you join us as an inaugural launch day guest, Baryal. I am so happy to be here, Kate. Okay, my first question is, what is your definition of marital interdependence and what does it take to achieve it and maintain it? I think that we have all had more than one relationship in our lives. And when you know a relationship is right, it feels easy. In my opinion, because I've been in a relationship prior to the current one, Mm -hmm. I think what was very difficult in other relationships when you're constantly struggling to be on the same page and arguing different points, when you don't see eye to eye in any aspect of your life, it kind of carries into finances, 
carries into intimacy, carries into how you spend time together. So I think having been on the same page from the get-go, once we established that, it felt easy, it felt right, and it feels effortless. I love that. Okay, so hop on the same page and ride it out. Okay, perfect. We are here with the money coach for women physicians herself, Dr. Bonnie Koo. Dr. Koo is a board certified dermatologist, certified coach, and founder of Wealthy Mom MD, where she teaches and coaches on personal finance, blogs, hosts her podcasts, and runs the super popular Facebook group. Bonnie is also a loving and supportive fiance and a mother to two sweet boys. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here, Bonnie. I'm so excited. Thanks so much for being here. Okay, here we go. What is your definition of marital interdependence and what does it take to achieve it and maintain it? I love that. I've, I've heard this concept. I don't know if I, I've ever like seen a name for it, but you know, Brooke Castillo talks about this a lot actually. Okay. Yeah, the idea that you know, your partner isn't responsible for your happiness. Yes. You know, you're, you are. And wouldn't it be great to just bring two people together who can take care of themselves and enjoy spending time together? That's mm-hmm. kind of what it so- sounds like to me. Mm, yes. Succinct yet so true. We are here with the tired superheroine herself. She is joining us today from beautiful California. She is a rock star interventional radiologist, a blogger, a speaker, a mother, a wife, and the founder of tiredsuperheroine.com. Please welcome Dr. Barbara Hamilton. Roaring applause. <laughs> of, course, of course. Thank you so much wow. for having me. I love being one of your initial guests on your podcast. It's awesome. Yes, to this inaugural launch of Medicine, Marriage, and Money. Thank you so much. Awesome. Okay, so ready to answer our first question. I'll do my best. What is your definition of marital interdependence and what does it take to achieve it and maintain it? You know, I think that when both partners are continuously improving themselves and learning, it's a simple answer, but to me, that's when it's working. And to me, that's when there's hope and there's joy and you can each grow. And so to me, that's interdependence, a nice, healthy, beautiful marriage. When you're both learning and growing. We are here with the Boutique Mind Doctors from Chester County, Pennsylvania, Drs. Allie and Mark Novitsky. Dr. Allie Novitsky is a double board certified pediatrician and neonatologist and founder of a successful online course for female physicians as a certified life and weight loss coach. She is a blogger, vlogger, national speaker, and host of two podcasts, Resuscitate Your Marriage and Life Coaching for Women Physicians. Allie is a loving and supportive wife, and rock star mother to two strong girls. She entered my life shortly after the global pandemic began and within a day had changed my life. 
Dr. Mark Nowitzki Jr. is a dual board certified child, adolescent, and adult psychiatrist where he embraces a therapy first approach. He is adjunct faculty at Temple University School of Medicine Psychiatry Program and provides expert witness testimony for adult and child forensic court cases. He is also a blogger, vlogger, and host on Resuscitate Your Marriage podcast. And most importantly, Mark is a loving and supportive husband and father to two brave girls. Welcome, Allie and Mark. Wow. This is exciting. Thank you guys so much for coming on my show. I'm so excited. I mean, you guys remind me of me and my husband so much, so I'm so excited. What is your definition of marital interdependence and what does it take to achieve it and maintain it? Or in simplified terms, what makes a successful marriage work? I really like that. I mean, I'll let Mark answer. I tend to be, just so you know, I tend to be the one that goes for it first. It's just my personality. I... <laughs> well, and I think that's kind of part of the answer is knowing your strengths. Uh -huh. And and Ali, I've always said Ali is like the lead actress and I'm the supporting act and I'm we're okay with that. It works. <laughs> now, I want to I want to add to that. There's there's good there's good things to that being the the lead actress. It means that I do take on a lot of responsibility and that I have to be okay with what the expectations are for myself and also Mark, but it's about having I think to answer the question, having a shared common goal overall. And then allowing ourselves mm -hmm. to have independent goals within that bigger goal. So I think that that allows us to satisfy just that underlying desire to want what we want as individuals and then coming together and allowing that to then propel the shared goal. I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so the shared goal, like how do you guys come up with that? And do you like, is there, you sit down and talk about that routinely or is that you talk about once or? That's, that's a really good point. And it's something that maybe two years ago, we really started to prioritize our relationship for a while. We were just co-parenting. Um, you know, I was working a whole lot. Ali was working in the hospital overnight and, you know, we were putting the kids first, obviously, but there was very little nurturing of the relationship and we decided to start doing date night and at date night we really fed into the relationship the communication and um, we actually started and to make it even more complicated being business partners as things were developing so we actually have sit downs <laughs> where we talk about the kids uh -huh. we have separate sit downs for business and then separate times where we meet to really talk about the relationship and what we need from each other. Yeah. And honestly, really having that conversation, because a lot of times with my clients, I talk about having that difficult conversation. That's one of the toughest things really that we have to do, but we had to actually have, and we continue to have difficult conversations, but the idea of admitting that we haven't been prioritizing us. And, and that's like a hard thing to face sometimes because you actually have to admit like, okay, things, you know, we always want to be doing better. So then when we instituted the meetings, it's helped because for me, because my personality is I'm a doer. Mm -hmm. So I have an idea and I want to bring it to fruition immediately. And so as a business partner, 
I was always talking about business. Mm -hmm. And that honestly became a really big problem because it was forcing us not to just be in the moment together. Like there was always an ulterior motive for the conversation. And I felt it. I thought it, he felt it, he thought it. And so not only did we institute these meetings where we do family, couple, and business, but then I've actually hired a coach recently um, mm -hmm. to where I'm just talking business. And honestly, I think that that investment has been really great for our relationship because mm -hmm. if I have a business question now or something I want to bounce off somebody, like I'm paying somebody to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. You have a business coach. Okay. Um, you know, more, more recently, this is really new. And I realized that I needed somebody where I could throw my ideas out there and brainstorm and we could like put them together. And I think that Mark, you can tell me, I mean, from my point of view, I feel like then when we're together, we're like laughing and talking and we're much more in the moment together. Yeah. I think instituting those boundaries has really been helpful in the relationship. You know, there's a time and a place and yes, obviously there are sometimes you can bounce things off, but for a while there, it was just nonstop. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'd be like, hey, you look so nice. And I'd be like, what do you think about if I did like an extra session on and it was like, but it was it was more me. I could I could tell that I was the one that was usually initiating the business talk because that is just my personality. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot about myself through this business growth process in terms of how it relates to our relationship because it also showed me that it's easy for me to take for granted our relationship because we did start as friends. Right. Yeah. So it's like, well, he's always going to be there. <laughs> like, she, she, you know, and him thinking, you know, she's always going to be there, but there has to be that special attention that you're putting on each other. No, I think that's so common. It's been more of a challenge during COVID. We are constantly around each other, which is a blessing and a curse sometimes. But I think uh, having the ability to really create special time you we always said in our podcast like you don't need to go out on a date night necessarily but if you're setting certain times where you're going to do these check-ins that a little bit of communication goes a long way We are here with Dr. Devin Gimbel, a board-certified anatomic pathologist and dermatopathologist, as well as a physician life coach who helps high-achieving women physicians. Devin is a mother of two brave children and a loving and supportive wife to an adult psychiatrist and a social media cheerleader, which is how I found her. What is your definition of marital interdependence and what does it take to achieve it and maintain it? So I think honestly, just to give you a little bit of a background, I have been married now for a long time. I was actually just thinking about this this morning. So my husband and I were actually classmates in medical school. So we've been together from our very first month of med school, which now is almost 16 years. And we've actually been married for 12 years. So that makes me feel like I'm much older than I am. I feel like my entire adult life has essentially been as part of this couple, but it's in some ways, I think really beautiful because my definition, I think, of what makes a successful you know, couple or relationship or marriage, 
I think has definitely changed over that time. And so I won't bore you with the details of the entire timeline of that definition. I'll just say that now where we are, having been together for 16 years, having two children, I actually have a definition now of a successful marriage of being one in which two people are both there totally willingly and expect honestly nothing of the other person than that they're just there to be loved. And that's actually very different than what my definition of, you know, a relationship or even marriage was when I was 20 years old or 25 years old or even 30 years old. So I really think that as I've grown and matured and as our relationship has grown and matured, we have found our best place when we really expect of one another that they're there just to have their company enjoyed and to be loved by the other person. I love that. That's perfect. That reminds me of Brooke Castillo and what she teaches. I mean, that's when I heard that I heard that first, like about a year ago, it, it didn't really hit me or dawn on me. But then recently when I have been actively working on my marriage, I was just like, wait, let's, let's think about that again. They're just there to be, for me to love them. So get rid of the manual, get rid of the expectations and show up how I want to show up. Right. And yeah. And it's such a simple concept, right? And it broke my brain as well. So that's exactly kind of where I have, <laughs> where I was introduced to, the, to this now current sort of iteration that I have of, you know, my marriage and my relationship. And I think back, like I said to, you know, when my husband and I met, I was 23. So I'm the older woman. He's a year younger than me because I took off some time in between undergrad and medical school and he went straight through. So we were first year classmates together, but I'm approximately 11 months older than he is. And so, you know, in our 20s, when we first met each other, I think I very much looked at relationships as, and a partner's almost like an emotional vending machine, (laughs) you know, like Mm -hmm. that person is there to like shower me with love and attention and affection. And it feels, of course, amazing when you get that. And I think that the early stages of relationships can often be characterized by that type of experience, right? Mm -hmm. And if you stay together and as your relationship evolves, you grow as, you know, adult people, you introduce little children and people into your family Mm -hmm. may not always serve those same roles for one another. And so, yeah, that concept that I of course take no credit for coming up with, I also heard it from Brooke Castillo, but really trying to incorporate that into my life. I have seen really how much stronger that has made our relationship especially when I, yes, dropped sort of my expectations of my husband, especially to read my mind, Mm -hmm. especially once you get to that 10, 15 year mark in your relationship, you're like, why can't you just always know exactly what I'm thinking, what I want and and give it to me? You know, I figure at this point, my husband, who's a board certified psychiatrist, if he can't read my mind, nobody can read my mind. So maybe I should just stop expecting that. Mm -hmm. And like I said, just showing up and loving him for the amazing person he is. I love that. I love that so much. Please welcome our guest on today's episode of Medicine, Marriage, and Money. We are here with Dr. Katrina Samuels-Hughes. She is a pediatric radiologist and one of my unexpected mentors during my pediatric radiology fellowship. She is devoted to mentoring residents on a daily basis on life, marriage, and motherhood as it pertains to a working woman physician. She is a loving and supportive wife to an adult radiologist and strong mother to three brave children and two dogs. Welcome, Katrina. 
Hi, Kay. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. So, Katrina, what is your definition of marital interdependence and what does it mean to achieve it and maintain it? Wow, those are big questions. Those are uh, courses in a lifetime. Uh, my husband and I have been together, uh, been married 17 years, have been together uh, probably 19 or 20. Um, and I think that question we ask ourselves every day and work at it every day. And I think that's um, what is important about marriage. Um, I think it's important for two people who are committed to trying to make this crazy life work together. Um, and we are not always good at it. <laughs> we have had, you know, um, our ups and downs with it and we're always growing and striving. I think what makes it last um, is a commitment by two people for common goals, which is the same thing that makes anything kind of in the swirl work. Um, there definitely been times where it would have been much easier to walk away. Um, but I think that we, either through circumstance and and time, it just, we've made it work. Um, and I think people should let go who are entering marriage of some fantasy. I think uh, what you see on TV, what you see, it's not real life. What you see people project on social media, it is not real life. Uh, real life is working at it daily, uh, having ups and downs, absolutely, utterly failing and being able to come back and say, hey, that did not work for me. Did that work for you? Okay, let's, what are we going to do? And that may take weeks or months to figure out what works and doesn't in any situation. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's kind of the key is letting go of all these preconceived notions of what it is and realizing that what it really is, is that two people have decided to make a go of it. And that person having a partner in it, uh, that person will not make you happy per se. You may find joy with them, but no one makes you happy. Uh, I think that is um, the idea is to support one another so that each person can be healthy, happy, and strong. And then you guys can be healthy, happy, and strong together. And then build uh, an environment which is uh, for I guess, uh, common goals for your children, your, your life, your career, your family, et cetera. Wow. I love that. Yes. Common goals, commitment. It can be easier to walk away, but you are committed. You have these common goals and you're going to work together. The other thing you said is the other person's not supposed to make you happy. I love that too, because I think so often people get married and we think, you know, our prince charming or our princess is going to make us happy, but really ultimately we can have joy in the relationship, but, but we have to make ourselves happy and show up. Right. And, and I um, think that's the thing is if you're relying on someone else to make you happy or to make you, you're always going to be disappointed and sad. And it's a lot on yourself and being whole in yourself and growing because you're not going to be the same person. Um, we are so very different people than when we started this journey together. Um, and you're not going to grow at the same rate. You're not going to see the world the same way. Um, and you're going to have to try to, to, you know, find some way to, to grow together. Um, but it's not someone else's responsibility to mm -hmm. kind of, um, 
see your growth, be your growth, or even be your happiness. Now you can lean on each other. Definitely there are times where it is never 50-50. That's something that I had to learn early on and children definitely made that clear. It's never going to be 50-50. Some days it's, you know, 90-10 and he's the 90. And there's some days there it is, you know, 60-40. That's, that's a great day. Um, but there are days when it's nowhere close. And there's sometimes are long stretches where it's 150% and somebody else is given 10 toward one particular part of the relationship or to parenting mm-hmm. or to the house or to the laundry um, or, you know, whatever it is that day. But they're given 100% or 150% to the household bills because they're working or to. So I think that realization helps move it forward. Got it. I love that. That's a beautiful answer, Katrina. Today, we are here with Dr. Robin Frankel-Tiger. She began her career as a diagnostic radiologist, fellowship trained in body imaging at Jefferson, and concentrated in women's imaging in her practice. While performing state-of-the-art procedures on her patients for 15 years, she realized that her job as a doctor was not enough. She needed more. So she then became a certified yoga teacher, certified eye rest meditation teacher, registered yoga therapist, and certified Reiki master teacher. She now integrates Western and Eastern medical teachings to decrease stress and increase overall well being and longevity for herself, cancer thrivers, her fellow physicians, and more. She is a loving and supportive wife to a diagnostic radiologist and a mother to two strong adult children. Please welcome Dr. Robin Tiger. Thank you so much for coming today, Robin. Thank you for having me, Kate. And before we get into, you know, your journey as a yoga teacher, yoga therapist, we're going to start with my inaugural launch guest question. What is your definition of marital interdependence and what does it take to achieve it and maintain it? I would say that there's one very important word and that is friendship. Um, That friendship is the foundation of marriage. That certainly there's all that honeymoon stage and And all of that wonderfulness in the beginning, which does show its peaks and valleys through many years. So we're married just about 28 years this month. I'm really excited about that. But how about your friendship? 28. 28. Yeah, in a couple weeks, 28, we will be celebrating um, our 28th wedding anniversary. Wow, congratulations. So thank you. But I think, you know, for us, Uh, Friendship is so important because that really is the foundation that you always fall back on. And um, I'd say that early in my marriage, uh, I read a book called The Five Languages of Love. Do you know that book? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So I read this book and it talks about, for those of you who don't know, that it's really important to understand how someone needs to be loved. Mm -hmm. And you actually need to also understand how you need to be loved. So the five languages talk about physical touch, physical gifts, the language, the words that you use, Mm -hmm. spending time, quality time, as well as doing kind deeds, kind things for the other person. And so really understanding your partner 
and knowing how they need to be loved and being able to express to your partner how you need to be loved. And so those are my takeaways for the 28 years that (laughs) we've been living together in love. I love it. Okay. Today we are here with Dr. Sunny Smith, who is more than I can ever begin to explain. Not only is she a family physician who runs a free health clinic in San Diego, but she is also one of the most well-known physician coaches that exists. She is the founder of Empowering Women Physicians, where she hosts daily life and business coaching sessions and the Empowering Women's Physicians podcast and retreats to Bora Bora. She also runs the extremely active Empowering Women Physicians Facebook group, where she does just that empower women physicians as the ultimate healer of all healers. And besides all of this, she is a loving and supportive wife and a mother to a little boy. So please welcome Dr. Sunny Smith. (laughs) (laughs) And sound effects and everything. What else? I know I didn't like say where you went to school or your other credentials, you know, feel free. What else do you know about you? No, that was the world's most beautiful introduction. I'm going to need to get like a clip of that and introduce it everywhere I go. It was like incredible and amazing and I appreciate it. And the cheering and the applause. (laughs) I am so honored to have you on our show today, Sunny. (laughs) Thank you. Of course, it's an honor to be here. It's an honor to see your dreams come true and to see you doing this. Like, I just love to see you doing this. Let's start with my inaugural launch guest question. And that is, what is your definition of marital interdependence and what does it take to achieve it and maintain it? I think what makes for a successful marriage, you know, particularly as a coach, I will say is that everyone allows the other person to be who they are, right? Like we have all this idea of controlling the other person or molding them or making them be who we want them to be, do what we want them to do, act how we want them to act. And I think there's a lot of tension and exhaustion that goes along with that. Mm -hmm. So if we can just learn that our spouse is their own human being and they have their own free will, they have their own desires, they have their own feelings whatever they're doing is often not about you, but more about things about them, like their upbringing, what they saw in their families, what their expectations are, what's going on at their work, what was going on with their day, whether your kid yelled at them that day, they're just having their own experience of the world. And so we each are having that, right? And we go out into the world and we have that experience of our own personal lives. And then we come back together. And I think a marriage is a place for people to sort of, I don't know if you would say become the best versions of themselves, but like some, a a partner ideally would add to your life and help you to be the best person that you could be Mm -hmm. and not necessarily be limiting or critical or, I mean, yes, we all need to have like feedback, you Mm -hmm. know? But I think allowing the person to be who they are and allowing them to grow and become the best versions of themselves can help lead to a successful marriage. There's always these things where people are like, well, I need my husband to do this or I need my spouse to do this. And we can make those requests. But the thing is, if our spouse didn't exist in the world, 
we would still find a way, whatever that thing is that we're expecting them to do. Like, mm -hmm. I actually really resented my husband when my kid was around two because I mm -hmm. felt like I had been doing two years of almost 24 seven care, you know, <laughs> like the breastfeeding in the middle of the night, the like he goes surfing and plays volleyball every single weekend. And I'm like, mm -hmm. when do I get time for me is what I was thinking at that point. And so I had this resentment and then I just kind of realized, you know, if he wasn't here, I would find a way, right? Like I would get a sitter for Sundays. And so if I can just sort of take control of what I have control over and not expect him to always pick up the slack all the time, I think things got a little bit lighter at that point. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. Really long answer, but um, yeah, allowing people, I think for me to be who they are is really important. And then just taking control over what we have control over. Um, and then of course, unconditional love, always, always, always based on a foundation of unconditional love. And what that means too, is not a condition. Like I love you. If you show up at 6 PM, I love you. If you say I'm pretty and my hair is not frizzy. I love you if, <laughs> you know, whatever. It's like, I love you no matter what. And that is honestly why they say in the vows, right? Through good times and bad, because they know, like throughout history, people know it's, it's going to get ugly out there. <laughs> like There's going to be good. There's going to be bad. There's going to be sickness. There's going to be health. There's going to be rich. There's going to be poor. You're vowing to stick it through. And so when the times get tough and they will, now what do you do? Mm -hmm. No, I love that. That was perfect. I mean, especially if you have a two-year-old, a toddler yeah. running around. Yeah. yeah, as you do, as you do. <laughs> I think a lot of people can relate to that because I found myself. And I think that that's why I'm actually on this journey right now, because I do have a 15-month-old and a three-year-old and all those emotions and feelings I've been mm -hmm. going through too. Thank you so much, Sunny. Thank you so much for having me on. It was lovely to talk to you. <laughs>